Today, we go into the Law of One, Session 22, February 10, 1981, 33 years ago plus. There's the link. This is the re-listened version, showing categories, show categories. So here, uh, we have 29 exchanges between Don and Ra. Uh, a lot of this is a discussion continuing uh, Ra's presentation of human history the last 75,000 years, the three major cycles of 25,000 years, and specifically the second major cycle, 50,000 to 25,000 years ago, uh, the transit really from Lemuria into Atlantis, and what was happening on Earth at that time, Confederation response, the dynamics of consciousness development on Earth, this is not the only presentation of such esoteric history. There are many others too. Uh, you ought to, we ought to, and I also compare what Ra says to what others say. Uh, I think that Ra is, um, you know, <laughs> without distortion whatsoever. Meanwhile, there were some problems in transmission sometimes, but this is not the whole story. But I think this is a backbone. Uh, by which or, or which can be used as a framework for analysis or comparison to other systems. A trusted presentation that we can use to reflect or consider other systems uh, and see what we think. So the first question and first 22-0 beginning of the session Ra says, I greet you in the love and in the light of the infinite creator. I communicate now. Don asks some questions about Carla and Jim and the group. And 22.1, Don says, um, the instrument would like to ask a couple of questions of you, meaning Carla. I'll get them out of the way first. The instrument, meaning Carla, would like to know why she smells the incense at various times during the day in various places. And we may have had this, a smell of flower, an incense smell, some strange, lovely smell, um, when it really shouldn't be there. We don't know why. Ra responds, the instrument, Carla, the instrument has spent a lifetime in dedication to service. This has brought this instrument to this nexus in space-time with the conscious and unconscious distortion towards service, with the further conscious distortion towards service by communication. Each time, as you would put it, that we perform this working, our social memory complex vibrational distortion meshes more firmly with the instrument's unconscious distortions towards service. Thus, we are becoming a part of this instrument's vibratory complex and it a part of ours. This occurs upon the unconscious level, the level whereby the mind has gone down through the roots of consciousness uh, down through to the roots of consciousness, which you may call cosmic. This instrument is not consciously aware of this slow changing of the meshing vibratory complex. However, as the dedication on both levels continues and the workings continue, there are signals sent from the unconscious in a symbolic manner. Because this instrument is extremely keen in its sense of smell, this association takes place unconsciously, and the thought form of this odor is witnessed by the entity. Very 
subtle <laughs> philosophical presentation of some principles here. Carla has spent her lifetime in dedication to service, and this would be the case for anyone who is uh, of such caliber of commitment to service, which is really a commitment to the development of fourth and fifth and sixth chakras in the outward radiation to bring benefit to other. Not only her, any of us, as we do it year after year after year, changes occur subconsciously, unconsciously, unrecognizably that are very serious. This lifetime of dedication to service brings her to this point in space-time, meaning now, with her conscious and unconscious tendencies to service, Ra says, you know, so her lifetime in dedication to service brings her to where she is now. Likewise, our commitment to truth brings us to where we are now. You listening, me speaking, me listening, you thinking, <clears throat> you knowing, me thinking, <laughs> all this, we are here, we made ourselves here, uh, by our commitment to uh, accelerated self-development. Then, also, she has the further conscious distortion or tendency to service by communication. There are other ways of doing service, not only verbal or communication. Each time that Ra, Ra says, each time they perform their working, meaning the communication contact with her, their social memory complex vibrational distortion, meaning their energy uh, beingness, meshes more firmly with her tendencies towards service. Ra becomes a part of Carla. The teaching becomes a part of the teacher. The truth becomes a part of the speaker. Um, reality becomes embedded in the lover of truth. The lover of truth becomes reality. The subject becomes totality. Thus, Ra says, we're becoming part of her vibratory complex and it a part of ours. And so, <clears throat> uh, Carla and Ra are becoming one. <laughs> this is a greater unified self. And this is the case, again, for anyone committed to truth. Uh, as I've always said, the teacher gets the best part of the offering. The teacher gains the most. So, if you want to help yourself, help others. By that activity <clears throat> of communication or interaction with the desire to bring benefit, right, bodhisattva, uh, the desire to, you know, may all beings be well and happy. Uh, the server gets the most. <clears throat> the giver, the giver gains the most. You know, and if somebody wants to give you something, if it's done in a true, sincere way, take it. Because it's good for them. It's your service to the giver to let them do the giving. Actually. So I've, you know, many things I don't need. Many. But when people want to offer something, generally I realize it's my higher way to let them give. It's good for them to give. It's good for me to realize, you know, it's a sacrifice for me to take when I don't want to take, when they want to give in a true way, in a sincere way, because I know it's better for them to be allowed to give, meaning I don't refuse. And that's higher than my personal not wanting, not needing. No, thank you. I'm good. So, that's interesting, right? The uh, higher reaches of um, service may include letting yourself be given to, even though you don't really want, because you know that it's good for them. They'll feel better to be giving. 
<clears throat> and and so uh, the this meshing of Carla and the raw group her uh, the distortion this occurs this meshing of vibrational complexes which means energy quality and and um, energetics and vibratory um, vibratory frequencies we can say this is the meshing ultimately of the lover of truth and the reality of universal truths the reality of <laughs> how to express reality or the, the the function of expressing reality in word by truth um, changes the mind of the speaker of the server and this is a, relating to the level whereby mind goes down to the roots, down through to the roots of consciousness that are called cosmic, to the cosmic roots of consciousness. So the tree of mind, an analogy Ra uses, starts with the conscious, goes to the personal unconscious, goes then to the racial unconscious, and eventually gets to the planetary and the cosmic unconscious, which is also the superconscious. So many people with many words talk about these things in many ways the conscious mind the unconscious mind the unconscious mind ultimately includes you can say at the deeper levels you can say at the highest levels the superconscious or um, spirit complex the shuttle the access to infinity access to the to the cloud of wisdom the cloud of knowable things to the realm of reality uh, enjoyed by the knowers, uh, by those who live in fifth density, sixth density, uh, those who um, are beyond attachment to separation and are in the process of realizing universal identity. So, consciously, Carla is not aware of the slow changing of the meshing vibratory complex. Likewise, we too are not aware of the development of mind and our beingness, consciousness, awareness, our quality of life over the years if we continue on the path. If we continue on the path, there's this um, unrecognized, generally, or certainly um, incremental, um, subtle transformation of our beingness. And so how do you know you're growing? Well, look back. The Dalai Lama said something like this. If you know, if you feel you're more compassionate and open-hearted now than five years ago or ten years ago, then you know your practice is working. Uh, we can look at that in all ways. Look back at your life and see uh, how you've been and where you are today and compare. <clears throat> Without blame and self-judgment, just compare. Face the facts. And generally, if <laughs> we were really well in our path, in our practice, in our learning, in our self-reflection, in our inner adjustment, um, realizing more love and wisdom, four, five, six chakra development, then we will say, yes, I'm, I'm well, more well today than before. But you know, there are also episodes of great distortion and pain and karmic return and all that. So anyway, uh, you can see that signals may be sent from the unconscious and you smell uh, incense or a rose flower and something like that, it's not higher self or the angels or a positive ET saying, here's some lovely smell. Um, it's actually produced by the unconscious. And that's 
also occurs with the synchronicities, like you're thinking something, then you turn your head and you look at a license plate that has a certain number or a certain letter or something, and there's like, ah, uh -huh. why did you turn your, way, turn your head at that time to look at that thing? That's done by the unconscious often. And so some of what we consider to be higher dimensional beings intervention is really actually product of um, the unconscious, the personal unconscious mind seeking to help the conscious mind uh, come into a greater realization. 22.2, more about Carla. Dawn says, secondly, she'd like to know why she feels more healthy now after she does these sessions. She's generally feeling more healthy as time goes on. Ra explains, this is a function of the free will of the entity. This entity, Carla, has for many of your years prayed a certain set of sound vibration complexes, words, before opening to communication with them. Before the trance state was achieved, this prayer remained within the conscious portion of the mind complex, in the conscious mind, and though helpful, <clears throat> was not as effective as the consequence of this prayer, as you'd call this vibrational sound complex, which then goes directly into the unconscious level, thus more critically affecting the communication from the spiritual complex. How's that for a complicated sentence? So, she has prayed for many years a certain set of words before opening to the communication with any higher being. She did prayer. Before then she opens to the communication or moves into a trance state, the prayer words remained within her conscious mind and yet, although the prayer words, the words of the prayer in the conscious mind remaining were helpful, sort of, that wasn't as effective as the results of the prayer. So, this is another important thing. <clears throat> uh, repeating your affirmation endlessly is not as effective as being quiet and trusting the consequences of the affirmation coming true the inevitable manifestation of the affirmation of what I want, trusting that that's happening and will happen, rather than uh, thinking wrongly that repeating the words of the affirmation or prayer round and round and round in the conscious mind or again and again is some kind of making it happen. Actually, that indicates lack of trust. <laughs> Actually, that retards or delays the process of manifestation of the affirmation, keeping the words in mind on and on, based on some unrecognized mistrust or wrong view that it's the words that do the work. It's not the words that do the work. It's the attitude of mind that, that speaks the words. It's the deeper level mind view that these words shall be true. These words are true. Thus shall it be. It shall be. As I have said, thus shall it be. That knowing uh, doesn't need endless circulation or repetition of the words or the prayer or the affirmation. So it's not as effective as a consequence of the prayer which goes directly into the unconscious level. So we're talking about the words versus the consequence of the words of a prayer or affirmation. The consequence is the key. Uh, the changes in the deep mind. Change, if you want to change your life, change your mind. The deep change in mind is the key. 
not the uh, busyness of conscious mind. So it goes into unconscious, and that critically affects the communication from the spirit complex. So that's the point. Uh, settling or the nature of the consequences of the prayer, of the affirmation, going into affecting the con the unconscious, the personal unconscious, may eventually affect the um, re may affect resonance with the spirit complex, meaning sixth chakra. So. Uh, speaking it, <laughs> wisdom, the wisdom to know what you seek, the affirmation or the prayer, fifth chakra, we may say, uh, trusting it shall be so, knowing it's, you're worthy, it's valuable, it is true and important, fourth chakra, may, uh, by trust and knowing and faith, too, uh, affect the head chakras, six and seven, or make communication to the spirit complex into the deeper level of the roots of mind. And then <laughs> deep mind changes, and then the life manifestation can change. Also, so we're talking just about feeling more healthy. <laughs> That's answering Don's question. Rock explains, finally, also, this entity has begun, due to this working, to accept certain limitations which it placed upon itself, meaning restrictions of behavior or activity Carla put on herself in order to set the stage for services such as it now performs so she didn't burn out. This also is an aid to realigning the distortions of the physical complex with regard to pain. So because she, you know, was more careful in what she did and didn't do in expenditures of energy, uh, she helped physical complex energy levels and that made less, led to less pain, but the link in the first paragraph there is that uh, by trusting the power of her prayer and uh, allowing, therefore, the consequences of the prayer to settle into the deeper levels of the roots of mind, which did then do then affect the, um, do make linkage to the spirit complex in the head, to our beingness, to higher self, sixth chakra, sixth density, critically affecting communication from spiritual complex, that leads to more healthy. That leads to more happy. That leads to less disease. That leads to a strengthened immune system. You know, the thymus gland, heart chakra related, the pineal gland, sixth chakra related, pineal pituitary, sixth chakra, seventh chakra related, those glands, uh, by the work in mind, lead to greater close relations, four chakra, six chakra, faith, trust, love, and um, activity, you know, activation or connection to her greater being, myself, all is one, I need not worry, um, you know, it shall be done, and so shall it be, this kind of um, ease faith, trust, knowing, four chakra, six chakra, leads to uh, improved immunity, more healthy, many things. That's the value of, you know, um, you know, achieving some, some greater development by meditation or spiritual work. So, finally, <laughs> we get back to the reading about history. 22.3, <clears throat> Don says, I'll ask a couple of questions to clear up the end of the second cycle, second major cycle, Again, 
50,000 to 25,000 years ago. Then we'll go on to the third and last of the major cycles, meaning the last 25,000 years. Can you tell me the lifespan, the average lifespan, at the end of the second major cycle, which was 25,000 years ago? Ross says, by the end of the second major cycle, the lifespan was as you know it, with certain variations among geographically isolated peoples, more in harmony with intelligent infinity, intelligent energy, and less bellicose, meaning they weren't fighting each other as much. Uh, lifespan then, 25,000 years ago, was about the way it is now. That's what he was saying, Ross saying, was as you know it now. And those groups that were geographically isolated <clears throat> and more in harmony with intelligent energy, meaning, uh, you know, with the plan of the logos or with the development of less blocked in chakras and less warlike, bellicose, aggressive, they lived longer. Don wants the detail. Can you tell me the length of that or the average span in years at the end of the second major cycle? Ross says the average is perhaps misleading. To be precise, many spent approximately 35 to 40 of your years in one incarnation. Not so long. <clears throat> With the possibility, not considered abnormal, of a lifespan approaching 100 of your years. So 30, 35 to 100 years. I guess that's the case today. But most people are, you know, 60, 70, 80. Uh, but again, this is, uh, you know, 10% or less of the optimal um, default lifespan of third density beings on Earth, which is 900. And so this is where we get to the, uh, <laughs> the uh, immortal celebrities. 22.5, Don <clears throat> goes on, can I assume that this drastic drop from a 700-year lifespan... Uh, which was what happened, you know, like uh, 50,000 years ago, what was going on. The drastic drop from 700-year lifespan to less than 100 years in length during the second 25,000-year period was because of an intensification, dot, 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 or a condition of lack of service to others. Is this correct? Um, Ra obviously indicated there's less bellicosity and more in harmony with intelligent energy which really means less chakra blocked, which means more love-wisdom, living more of a spiritual life, living in peace <laughs> with each other. And Ra's explaining, uh, Don is trying to wonder what happened and what, how does that lifespan decrease relate to a uh, possible deficiency in service to other. There are many ways to talk about these, the you know, distortion versus non-distortion. Ross says, this is in part correct. By the end of the second cycle, the law of responsibility, we have never heard this, the law of responsibility, had begun to be effect. it's actually karma. The law of responsibility had begun to be effectuated by the increasing abilities of entities to grasp those lessons which are there to be learned in this density. Thus, entities had discovered many ways to indicate a bellicose nature not only as tribes or what you call nations, but in personal relationships, each with the other. The concept of barter, having given way in many cases to the concept of money. Also, the concept of ownership, having won ascendancy over the concept of non-ownership on an individual or group basis. Each entity then was offered many more subtle ways of demonstrating either service to others or service to self, with the distortion of the manipulation of others, meaning service to self with the distortion of manipulating others. As each lesson was understood, 
those lessons of sharing, of giving, of receiving, and free gratitude, or the opposite, each lesson could be rejected in practice. <clears throat> so as positive lessons were offered, or life goes on, and uh, you know the wheel of karma spins, uh, situations evolve in life <clears throat> in which we can either accept or reject the lessons or the ways of development <clears throat> of non-blockage, <laughs> the ways of development without blockage, the ways of releasing blockage, energy blockage, meaning development of love wisdom and awareness of oneness, four, five, six. So as life goes on, things happen, which is catalyst, which is related to this law of responsibility or karma, karmic return, that provides or can be seen as lessons. What lessons? Lessons for the development of fourth and fifth and sixth chakras. The development of fourth chakra particularly, or not, accepted or rejected. Sharing, giving, receiving, and free gratitude, or not. Or each lesson could be rejected in practice. And Ross says, without demonstrating the fruits of such learned teaching, <clears throat> the lifespan became greatly reduced for the ways of honor duty were not being accepted. So, <clears throat> the law of responsibility is akin to, or about the same as the law of karma. It's a different way of looking at it. You know, karma is a very deep matter, and um, only those at the guardian level, I believe, understand it or um, really are masters of karmic flow, <clears throat> and everyone else is not, including higher self is not master of uh, comprehension, total comprehension of karmic flow. That's why higher self draws on the seventh density totality complex, because it's beyond higher self's ken knowing the intricacies of karmic flow. But this is a law of responsibility akin to, uh, associated with the ways of honor duty. So it's about the same. There are many words for the same things, you know. So the ways of honor duty, the law of responsibility, the law of karma, the karmic flow of multiple incarnations provides, <clears throat> provides experience or catalyst uh, in which we can either accept or reject the ways of love. Sharing, giving, receiving, receiving, giving, sharing, and free gratitude positive way, that could be accepted or rejected. What really led to the decreased lifespan was non-demonstration of the fruits of such learning, <laughs> learned teaching. The people on earth don't go positive or negative, that's the point. There are negatives who can live a long, long time. There are some guys who are 90 and 100 who are, you know, right-wing fascists from World War II. <laughs> They're all over the place, you can see them on internet. You know, there are guys at 80, 90, 100, really. And they're skinny, normally. And um, they're right-wing, hardcore fascists from the World War II era. era. <clears throat> Here and there. And um, they're healthy, sort of. They're wiry. They're kind of sinewy. Um, and they're hardcore servers of self. <clears throat> and they live long um, because they're accepting uh, the ways of honor duty in the polarization service of self. And they've throttled their emotional emotionality and uh, reactivity, and they're hardcore fascist or supremacist, elitist, uh, and they live to a ripe old age. But what happened was, in the last twenty-five thousand years, twenty-five thousand years ago, 
lifespan had decreased down to 30 to 100, 35 to 100, from 700, from 900, uh, because um, increasing bellicosity, uh, increasing um, negativity, which wasn't even uh, you know anywhere near harvestable. So humans had discovered many ways to show their bellicose nature. Hey, hey, this is a great Earth population we got here, huh? They could show their bellicose nature, their violence, their aggression. This is long before the Orion false Yahweh contact with the Moses, Moisha, and the, the poison pill seed thought of holy war. They were already fighting 25,000 years ago as tribes and as nations and personal relationships with each other. Then also barter went away and they went back, they went to money even 25,000 years ago. And also there wasn't any sense of group common property that was going away and the concept of ownership, personal ownership, private property, one ascendancy. That's considered service to self or a negative, a pattern of a negative society. Personal property. How about that? That's why some naive folks think that communism is a good thing. They think, oh, let's hold uh, property in common. But actually it becomes owned by the state and everybody becomes equally poor. So uh, be careful of humans, you know? Really, be careful of Earth humans who are leaders. They're really they're normally scoundrels. Be careful of anybody in any position of power, period. Um, you can be careful of me if you want, but be careful of anybody who has control of money and power and, and decisions over many people. Normally they're there because that's what they love, <laughs> and they're liars, and um, they're on the path of service itself. Simple. 22.6. <clears throat> would this shortened lifespan help the entity in any way in that he would have more time, more at times, he would have more at times in between incarnations to review his mistakes, or would this shortened lifespan hinder him? This is a really interesting discussion. The idea is, and this, this is the way um, karma works, this is the... Um, perfection of the law of the logoic laws by which light uh, in, by which um, light interacts with light right the light the energy the, the light love that manifests as the energy fields and the form of body mind spirit complex a soul a being with a body with mind with a spirit complex that being which is a vibrational complex of light, love light, consciousness energy, interacts with uh, more <laughs> other light, light love, energy fields, beings of other people, of the environment. That leads to some kind of um, consequence, set of consequences. These are logoic laws by which light interacts with light and creates um, feedback, cause and effect. And uh, that the type of increased bellicosity of humans 25, up to 25,000 years ago, leading to that reduced lifespan, leads to some change in the cyclicity, the uh, rhythm of the incarnational span versus out-of-incarnation time range. The 
experience of being incarnation in carne in the body in space-time physical being shortened leads to uh, a change in the ratio between the time or the uh, length of the lifespan in incarnation versus the length or the the depth of the experience out of incarnation after death and this is very subtle so <clears throat> Ra says you know as to Don with the shortened lifespan help the entity because he would have more time in between incarnations to review mistakes or would the shortened lifespan hinder him Ra says both are correct the as the result of the bellicosity tribes and nations and little groupings fighting each other and grasping for dirt uh, that leads to more time out of incarnation and also leads to more trouble in mind during incarnation. Ra explains the shortening of the lifespan is a distortion of the law of one, which suggests that an entity not receive more experience in more intensity than it may bear. This is only an effect upon an individual level and does not hold sway over planetary or social complexes. Okay, so we're talking about the individual um, incarnational flow. Ra goes on, thus the shortened lifespan is due to the necessity for removing an entity from the intensity of experience which ensues when wisdom and love are, having been rejected, reflected back into the consciousness of the creator without being accepted as part of the self. This then causing the entity to have the need for healing and for much evaluation of the incarnation. That's one sentence, huh? The incorrectness lies in the truth that, given appropriate circumstances, a much longer incarnation in your space-time continuum is very helpful for continuing this intensive work until conclusions have been reached through the catalytic process. So, uh, the shortened lifespan hindered or led to less polarization, and the shortened lifespan led to um, the uh, greater time, but also the, um, the necessity of getting out of incarnation. I mean, life, the, the, Ra's take on this is that uh, by, by, you know, by the activity of humans in bellicosity aggression related to the money system and related to warfare, related to private property and personal ownership and grasping. Uh, by those behaviors, changes in mind were affected or changes in mind led to those behaviors. This is feedback between the mind seeking power, control, domination, and the activities of bellicosity related to money, private property, and physical warfare that led to shortened lifespan that uh, way of living and those conditions of mind indicate that the person can't receive more experience during the lifetime because they're not using it well they're not making efficient use of catalyst and I, it seems that they were not polarizing negatively you see I mean again an entity that's really efficiently using catalyst may be on the negative path. An entity well on the negative path would be efficiently using their catalyst for negative polarization. They could live longer. But these people were not, <clears throat> and humans don't. 
in general. That's why we'll have a very high repeater rate. So, then, the short lifespan is, you know, uh, one level you can say, oh, the wages of sin are death. He's sinful because he's doing war, then he's dying young. Sure, that's one way to look at it. War, greed, money, property, greediness is bad. <clears throat> so people get punished by God and they live a short life. That's a shallow way to look at it. But uh, there is some truth to it. Not they're punished, but it's the result. How so? Well, Ra says that the entity, the people who live this way, <clears throat> which are many people, not going positive, not going negative. They're acting negative, for sure, bellicosity, but um, they're not really disciplined enough. And in some ways, they want happiness for their, you know, for their family or their mom and their dad or their children or something. They haven't, they haven't, you know, really subjugated heart chakra. So they're they're doing negative action, thinking that they're goodly, <clears throat> like holy war. Uh, that is not punished. But it indicates that the person can't um, receive, he can't make efficient use of catalyst because they're not polarizing. They're not, they're going, they're, their activity is bellicose, but their mind um, is not disciplined enough to fully reject love. <laughs> and so their higher self is pulling the plug and they're dying young anyway because they can't receive more experience and more intensity. Uh, and they're demonstrating that they need to leave. And that's upon the individual level. It's the necessity for removing the entity from an intensity of experience, the intensity which ensues. The nature, you know, their experience would be felt to be intense because wisdom and love are being rejected. If you reject wisdom, love, fourth chakra, fifth chakra, fourth chakra, if you reject development of fifth chakra and fourth chakra, the blue-green center, that uh, the qualities of light or those chakras being blocked is a kind of reflection back to the atmosphere, reflection back to the creator, uh, rejecting them as part of self. They're really rejecting their own fourth and fifth chakra activation. This is not bellicosity of the negative polarization in which there's the negative use of wisdom in a disciplined way on the negative path, but actually love and wisdom or fourth and fifth chakra are both being blocked somewhat, uh, rejected as a part of the self, uh, reflected back in some metaphorical way or some literal way into the creation. That causes the person to need a lot of healing and a lot of evaluation of the incarnation, meaning a longer time spent out, out of body in time-space after death. And then also, of course, uh, if they were to, were we to have, and those who do have longer incarnation in space-time, meaning a longer lifespan, that's very helpful for continuing this intensive work, meaning incarnation in 3D, which is intense by its own nature. Uh, continuing a longer life is helpful if one can use catalyst of, uh, efficiently so that we reach conclusions by the catalytic process, meaning we get our values straight, we get our morality straight, clear. We understand what the purpose of our life is, right? Learning and helping. How's that?
that's pretty simple. Developing what I am uh, fully uh, and being uh, helpful to others. That's pretty reasonable. But most people can't be that clear, which seems very simple. But uh, anyway, we see the lifespan of Earth humanity heavily reduced by non-efficient use of catalyst, requiring more healing, re involving a rejection of self. They reject love and wisdom as part of self. They reject their own infinite love nature and their infinite mind potential. Most people are like that. 22.7. Let's see if we can finish this session in the next 15 minutes. We're not to finish the whole session, but finish uh, half of it. 22.7. Don says, you spoke of the South American group that was harvestable at the end of the second cycle, 25,000 years ago. How long was their average lifespan at the end of the second cycle? Ross says, this isolated group had a sheaved lifespan stretching upwards towards the 900-year lifespan appropriate to this density. Don goes on. I'm assuming the planetary action that we're experiencing now, he's going to go back and forth, and we'll talk more about this elder group very soon. Don says he's assuming the planetary action we're now experiencing, which shortens all lifespans here. Ross talked about that also related to the planetary grid energy receptor vortex network being out of balance, shortens, it seems, all lifespans here, yes, was not strong enough at that time to affect them, meaning the elder group, and shorten their lifespan regardless. Is it correct? Interesting. And meaning uh, the shortened lifespan then of the majority, 35 to 100, didn't seem to affect the uh, obviously didn't affect the elder group in South America living 900 year lives and the planetary condition as a whole obviously didn't prevent them from that longer life. Ra explains this is correct. Uh, it's well to remember that at that nexus in space-time great isolation was possible because of that great isolation the um, prevailing energy conditions and uh, social conditions of bellicosity and disharmony didn't affect them that much. About how many people populated the Earth totally at that time, that is, incarnated in the physical at any one time, what was the population of the Earth 25,000 years ago? Good question. Raw answers, I'm assuming you intend to query regarding the number of incarnate mind-body-spirit complexes at the end of the second major cycle. This number being approximately 345,000, meaning 345,000 people. So 345, the population of Earth with 345,000, right? And that's like, what? Uh, you know, 1%, not 1%. <laughs> it's a, a less than 1% of today. And that's, that's why great isolation was possible. They could get far away from other groups. Uh, approximately how many were harvestable out of the total number Ross said there were approximately 150 entities harvestable. Don says it's very small. And you see here the categories for show categories. These people in this elder group of 150 harvestable living 900-year lifetimes 25,000 years ago included St. Augustine, St. Teresa, St. Francis of Assisi. That's interesting. And some today. Uh, Thomas Merton, I believe. And... Um, the um, 
socialist reformer I mentioned before that I forgot early 20th century um, there are some of these people and some of them are still alive uh, as the next cycle started these entities then that stayed did they stay to work on the planet meaning this group from the elder race or from that group in South America did they stay Ross said they were visited by the Confederation and they became desirous of remaining to now in order to aid the planetary consciousness. This is correct. What type of visit did the Confederation make to this group of 150 entities? Rock goes on. A light being appeared, bearing that which may be called a shield of light. It spoke of the oneness and infinity of all creation, and of those things which await those ready for harvest. It described in golden words the beauties of love as lived. It then allowed a telepathic linkage to progressively show those who were interested the plight of third density when seen as a planetary complex. It then left. <laughs> this is a messenger of the Logos. Uh, I'm not sure. I guess it's Confederation. Uh, it could be fifth or sixth density. Uh, it's akin to what a, uh, an archangel would do, making uh, representing the Logos. Uh, bearing a shield of light, um, basically in a field of light, uh, telepathically explained unity, all is one, the infinity, the nature of unity being infinity. Unity is infinity. The unified self is eventually realized as the infinite self, realized eventually as infinity itself, without discrete identity, but as the identity of infinity boundless identity, no infinity, no identity. Uh, infinity beyond differentiation, uh, identity beyond differentiation, the cessation of naming activity, uh, oneness is infinity, infinity appears as, um, can be recognized as um, discrete multiplicity. So, we perceive multiplicity, many things, duality, two, subject-object, right? We perceive multiplicity, yet the nature of that multiplicity is unity. The waves are, you know, all the multiplicity of the many are but waves on the one ocean. Yet that one ocean is actually infinite, and each element is infinite. Uh, it's simply a matter of uh, expanded perception to know that. And it's simply a matter of contracted perception that we don't know that. So, the nature of multiplicity is unity, and the nature of unity is infinity, which is intelligent, which is the source of the limited perception <laughs> that makes us think that there's only multiplicity, not unity. So, hey, hey. Now, this entity <clears throat> spoke of oneness and infinity of all creation. So, you know, any ET, that's a real ET, a real contact with a real fourth, fifth, fifth, fourth, fifth, sixth density group, knows about oneness, knows about infinity. They don't really spend their time talking about shallow matters. They're most interested in philosophy and reality and our awakening. 
So this entity, Confederation or Angelic, contacted the Elder Group, talked about uh, the future also, those things which await those ready for harvest, what's 4D positive like, the beauty of beauties of love is lived, the dimension of love and understanding. It allowed telepathic linkage and also showed um, what's going to happen the, to third density or planet Earth or humanity here in the future. Don goes on, did all these entities decide to stay and help during the next 25,000 year cycle? Ross said it's correct, as a group they stayed, 150 of them. There, there were those peripherally associated with this culture which did not stay. Is this the end of the Maya? Not necessarily, I don't know. It's 25,000 years ago. Though there were some on the periphery who said, no, we're going to go. However, uh, they were not able to be harvested either. And so, this is strange, huh? So there were some, as a group, they stayed in the next 25,000 year cycle. Then there were others peripherally associated with that culture, that grouping which didn't stay, which means with left, which left. However, they were not able to be harvested either. Well, here we have a little funny language. And so, beginning at the very highest of the sub-octaves of third density, meaning they were all harvestable, so they were all ac activated 3.7. They repeated this density, meaning they stayed. Many of those who have been of a, lo of a loving nature are not wanderers, but those of this particular origin of second cycle, meaning 25 to 50 to 25,000 years ago. Uh, you can say they are not wanderers because they've never left the planet. They're not from other planets, higher dimensions, though they're all harvestable to fourth density, higher dimension, they haven't left. The other ones were not able to be harvested either I think it really means, I mean, how could you not stay and also not be able to be harvested? I'm not sure. But uh, it also may be that they're on the higher inner planes. They didn't stay in physical body, but they also didn't harvest the fourth density. Then they began or uh, were incarnated at the highest sub-octaves of their density, which is 3.7, which is the astral plane. So they're on the higher astral plane now, not in physical body. That's interesting too. So some are in body, and some are on the higher astral 3.7, highest astral levels. Uh, repeating the density really means staying in the density, um, because they want to uh, help others. Are all of these entities still with us in this cycle? Again, and I'll end. We're we'll end very just a couple of questions, and then we'll end for today. Ra says 2214, the entities repeating the third density major cycle have, in some few cases, been able to leave. These entities have chosen to join their brothers and sisters, as you'd call these entities. The, the languaging is a little strange here. They chose to stay, but Ra is using the term, the sense that they've been able to leave. I would think that it would be that they chose to leave, but most of them chose to stay. Many are in body, or that's only 150, right? So some are in body, and some, it seems, are on the highest levels of the astral plane. You know, there are cultures, there are groups there. There are guys who stay on the upper astral plane and don't come into body. They're the real smart fellows. 
they stay in the they just manage it's a good job if you can get it um to be the uh the head monk of uh the upper devachanic astral ashrams uh, surrounding planet earth devachan a term for higher astral plane like astral astral devachan heavenly worlds being 3.6 3.7 nothing like that there are entities who stay and don't leave there they work on 3d from there it's a very nice environment they don't have uh, troubles like we do um, <laughs> it's a good job if you can get it there are not many vacancies I'll tell you so uh, then others have chosen to join brothers and sisters meaning wanderers on other planets were any of these entities names that we know from our historical past um, that have appeared as incarnated beings we found in our history where I explained some of them the one known as Saint Augustine Saint Teresa Saint Francis of Assisi these entities being of monastic background found incarnation in the same type of ambiance appropriate for further learning so they are monastics at heart which is very reasonable they just want peace and quiet and a sanctified environment which is really what 3d could be and that's similar to what you find on the the upper astral devachan 3.6 um monastic uh, sangha ashramic you know the upper the devachanic ashrams higher astral ashrams uh, would be very appealing to those who prefer who would be used to a human monastic situation uh, and so uh, Don concludes and says well then as the cycle terminated 25,000 years ago what was the reaction of the Confederation to the lack of harvest I said we became concerned and um, the next question is the last one, 2217, and then we'll pick up at 2218 and get into Atlantis next week. 2217, was any action taken immediately, or did you wait for a call, becoming concerned at the lack of harvest 25,000 years ago? Ross said, the Council of Saturn, this is, you know, the bosses of the Confederation, the Council of Saturn acted only in allowing the entry into third density of other mind-body-spirit complexes of third density, not wanderers, meaning they brought the, brought in other repeating souls from other 3D worlds, but those who sought further third density experience, right? So the Council of Saturn simply increased um, the incarnation rate of souls from other third density planets, not being wanderers, not harvestable necessarily, coming to bulk up the human Earth human population, those who sought further 3D experience. This was done randomly so that free will would not be violated for there was not yet a call, meaning there wasn't a seniority by vibration or incarnational seniority occurring by polarity. Done randomly, it's not like random, but uh, there wasn't an apportionment in the, in, in the increased incarnation of 3D souls by polarity, meaning the Confederation sent, you know, massive drop lift of uh, positively oriented 3D souls or negatively oriented 3D souls. You know, you see if the creator, the Logos, and the Council of Saturn representing the Logos 
wanted to flood this planet with positive beings, it would be a, a easy thing to do. The, this is something to bear in mind. The troubles on Earth all could be prevented by a flooding of positively oriented entities. Within a few generations, the negative social patterns would fall away. Very easy. You just have strongly positively oriented entities, 3D and wanderers, flood the planet. No problem. No problem. The Logos doesn't do it. Why? Um, because it would be an infringement to the souls that are not ready to move out of confusion and uh, self-limiting uh, experience. <laughs> That's the way the wild works. And so, take it up with the big man. Very easy to flood this world with wanderers, positive wanderers, and strongly positively oriented 3D souls from other planets. Very easy. Not done, because it's an infringement, and it's better for... God the Father, or the Logos, or creation, and the souls here themselves to experience the consequences of their actions, which is, you know, this kind of confused social complex we got here with positive and negative and deceptive leaders and a lot of people who are not thinking clearly and a lot of suffering and a lot of um, disorder. That's what they deserve. That's what they made. So, the Logos won't stop that. Finally, the next action taken by the Confederation was when a call occurred, and that was Atlantis, 2218. Next week, we'll go into Atlantis a bit, 2219, uh, to the end of the session, 2229, 10 questions. Uh, and that'll be all for today. Thank you very much. We got a good understanding of the progression of human history and development of human consciousness, the increased tendencies to bellicosity, the decreasing lifespan, the um, manifestation of the law of responsibility and laws of karma when um, entities don't uh, develop themselves in a polarized positive negative way, it leads to shorter lifespan and more need for healing and lots of self-blocking and um, a low harvest, or no harvest. Meanwhile, some did. Were harvestable, the elder group, but they stayed. And um, we can also see that, um, you know, service to other can be performed by residents on the upper astral. Yes, this is a very deep, deep question. Uh, group karma is real. Uh, it may be, or it, it often is. You see... All of this is totally complicated and far above my level of understanding fully at this time. But I can say a few things. Uh, number one, the uh, humans on Earth today, Ra said, it seems, are from about 10 to 15 other 3D cycled planets. So there are 10 to 15, I, that's an approximate, that's based on my memory, approximately, 10 to 15 different 3D planetary origins for all the people on Earth. Many of them do reincarnate within the same uh, group uh, region of the other souls from that source planet. So Ra talked about Deneb and China. 
uh, it is definitely the case that many of the mid through density level souls you see there are souls that are near harvestable there are souls that are early uh, and middle in the progression of their third density uh, third chakra development of consciousness moving through um, harvestability so there are uh, older you know there are senior students in the third density schoolhouse here uh, who may be often incarnating in different groups and don't stay in the same region or soul groups, you know, planetary origin, planetary 3D planet source region group that uh, is common. Like there may be souls from Deneb, but are they more advanced and they wouldn't be incarnating in Chinese communities globally in general they'll be coming and going and you can see I mean I can see some Chinese people who obviously were not Chinese in past lives and I can see other Chinese people who obviously were same thing in in other countries I've traveled in Asia I can see some people who obviously have been reincarnating in this group for a while and they're they're really you know they really represent that culture and there's they don't have much interest in anything else either uh, to me that's uh, obvious Meanwhile, there are others who uh, you can say, you know, a materialist will say, oh, it's just by education and economics that some people are more international or uh, more expansive in their understanding of, of the world or their development of consciousness. It's just an accident. It's just genetic. It's just their, the oppression of the poor, and uh, that's why the others don't know. But I don't think that's quite the whole story. Uh, Yes, um, I would say that humans at the lower and mid-levels of their own progression through the development of consciousness in third density, middle and lower and middle entrance to third density human, uh, would more likely keep reincarnating with the other souls also from that same 3D planet source group and location. <laughs> Uh, that's common, but it's as the soul grows closer to harvestability or more developing consciousness, they would value and need experiences in other culture groups on Earth, in other, you know, uh, group formations of other sources, like you know, in Europe or in Africa or in South America or in other economic levels and things like that, to um, to get a, a broader catalyst, wider range of catalyst and experience so as to uh, make themselves ready to graduate. Yes and no. I mean, it, it surely can be the case. I mean, you see this in families. Um, in a family, you may have three siblings. And of the three siblings, two of them are very smart, uh, and and uh, thoughtful or uh, awake and open-minded and one of them is really stuck <laughs> one of them really really dysfunctional or really um, wounded or really uh, troublemaking or something that one <clears throat> you can say had the privilege 
to be with more advanced souls uh, who are less dysfunctional and maybe more love-based uh, in that incarnation as an accelerant to their own healing and soul evolution. Likewise, you can find, I mean, this all gets, you know, materialists and, uh, you know, common psychologists would jump on all of this and say, oh, you're also racist and the elitist and you're talking this way. But uh, we can assume, metaphysically, that of the 10 to 15 planets, 3D planets, cycle planets that sent souls here, the basis of human population, some of those planets were more developed than others. Uh, some of those groups were more intellectual, some were more primitive, meaning less mental development, some were more positive, some were more negative. Uh, the souls here, um, then they come here, it's surely the case that um, a lesser evolved soul or a soul from a lesser evolved 3D group that's here would may have some incarnations in a more evolved group or a more evolved family. You know, even in a, in, and, and you can say, you know, can you say that, you know, the poor nations, the third world nations on earth where there's very little economic opportunity, educational opportunity, a lot of suffering, a lot of disease, a lot of trouble, those are lesser evolved souls? Um, maybe, maybe not. Within any group, you will find some people who, you know, there's a spectrum in every group. Uh, it may be, in some cases, that uh, a 3D, you know, one of the source planets of humanity that could be, you know, at an earlier stage of mental development, a source group at the 3.1, 3.2, incarnates as a group here in some country or region where there's great poverty. That's very possible. And you can say that some group that's a source planet later in the 3D spectrum, more evolved mental conditions, um, which may be negative, of course, just because it's mental doesn't mean it's positive. The group that's 3.1, or the soul collection that's generally 3.12, may be more positive or more heartful than the group that's, you know, more evolved, so-called, in mind. Of course, you know, education is not morality. Most of the most immoral or evil folks on planet Earth are highly educated. <laughs> and many of the poor, low educated, poor economic and lowly educated are much kinder and sweet and lovely than the educated first worlders, of course. So, uh, you have all sorts of things going on. Uh, you have some souls that are incarnating in their group with their source planet group, you know, collective here on Earth uh, until they get to a certain level when they may then, higher self may, you know, those that are 54%, right, that are choosing their own incarnation, Ross said, or determining elements of their own incarnation in associ an association with higher self. The 54% probably is not incarnating with that same origin group on Earth all the time. The other 50%, 46%, probably does stay with the group in incarnations. Uh, and 
uh, it can be that the 46% finds itself in um, more poor, difficult nations. Not as punishment, not because they're bad. They may be better than, <laughs> than those who are more mental developed. They may be more virtuous, of course. But they may find themselves in, you know, difficult economic conditions or third world poor nations, war-torn regions, simply as a catalyst to spur them to greater development. Let's not blame the victim, but metaphysics and human thinking are not quite the same. <laughs> human thinking, huh? Humans think they're so great, right? <laughs> These earth humans think they're so awakened. They think they're so enlightened. Look at the world they're making. Look at the world they've made for themselves. Lots of suffering here. So, anyway, does that answer your question? It's, um, you know, you can't really talk about this so much publicly without some idiots thinking, oh, you're a racist, you're blaming. We're not talking about bad people. We're talking about metaphysical ideas. We're talking about what may be and what may not be. We're just trying to find what is. But, uh... There is correlation between levels of consciousness of the individual and the group and their um, social, economic, educational opportunity levels, of course. While <laughs> some of the most lovely people are poor and uneducated, and some of the most evil, heinous people listening right now, not, not you guys, but the others, some of you heinous ones, are well-educated and think you're so smart, <laughs> but you're a wicked one. Your mind is funny. <laughs> so, I'm not blaming the poor. I think often they're, they're much more virtuous than the educated wealthy. Of course, everybody knows that. So anyway, uh, but there is, there is various forms of correlation between relative development of soul in 3D and the environmental circumstances that is the karma is the karmic return but is also the catalytic experience the catalyst that is chosen before birth for them by them too for acceleration of their evolution um, as within so without and it's not a matter of blame anybody uh, it's a matter of souls at different levels choosing what's best for their own evolution at the lower levels they would choose to stay with their own kind or with their home family you know their home planet family here and those who are more developed would choose to venture forth into other groups and um, get accelerated catalyst or a catalyst for accelerated evolution that way well, that's the kind of person who becomes a ghost and goes to the lower astral hell realms after death. That person will go to hell because they're not negatively oriented enough to get out of, to stay out of hell. The, the really high leg, you know, the guys who are really like Rasputin, right? Genghis Khan. They harvest to 4D negative. They don't go to hell. Meanwhile, those who are confused in their polarity like Tony Soprano, who uh, kill for money by day and attempt to be goodly uh, husbands and parents by night, <laughs> they go to hell because um, they don't know what they're doing. Same thing with Mr. Crowley, right? Somehow, he never got beyond his desire for love. 
That's a big problem if you play negative black magician. So, same thing, there's a story about Anton LaVey. I don't know if it's true, but a woman who claimed to know him or know someone who knew him, Anton LaVey, Church of Satan, I think he died a number of years ago, on his deathbed, the story you can see on YouTube, some discussion of uh, what happened to Anton LaVey at his deathbed. Uh, the woman on the interview claims she was told or she heard or something, something, that on his deathbed he said, oh no, oh no, something's wrong here, oh no, something's wrong. <laughs> because the demons that he thought he controlled were coming in to eat him and coming in to say, yeah baby, you're ours now. <laughs> and oh oh, <laughs> I thought I was on top, but I'm not, I guess. I got a problem here. Uh, it ain't a good thing to be a black magician if you still harbor desire for love. It ain't a good thing to be a paid killer if you still harbor desire for wellness and, and happiness in human relationships. And so that kind of TV show normalizes disorientation. <laughs> it normalizes disorientation because the disorientation literally, technically, means not oriented, positive or negative, uh, paid killer by day, attempted goodly family man by night. That don't cut it. And um, that person has a rude awakening after death. Uh, yes, for sure. That's why Gautama said fool. When the karma ripens, the fool falls into pain. Sad but true. So yes, you're absolutely right that there's a big problem. And that kind of TV show normalizes um, such disorientation to the detriment of those who um, consider it acceptable or, or appropriate or suitable for themselves. And that's a kind of holy war derivative, meaning um, uh, some notion that my violence is in the service of the goodly. There is defending the beloved. That's not the same as being a paid killer or a paid liar. So humans are very confused, and the negatives, you know, it's just, you know, the clever leading the naive. The clever negative leading the less clever negative. Leading the less clever non-polarized. So that's all for today. Thank you so much. I hope it's been beneficial to you been beneficial to me, and um, see you next time. Okay, good night.